So before the podcast, guys, check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Instagram, Facebook, at Brotherhood Podcasting, and on Twitter, at BH Podcasting. Welcome back to Moose and Goose Raw, where we where today we are diving into the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Chapter 4! Yeah, this was, uh, it wasn't really, I think it was probably one of the longest chapters. So far, yeah, I believe yeah, so. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot, but we wrote a lot of notes down. Probably a lot of them gonna be the same. Yeah. How did you like it so far? Uh, it was good. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was um, compared to the the other chapters. Do you think this one's a little bit better? You start like, do you feel like it's getting? Uh, yeah, yeah. I I definitely see the uh like the pickup in it. It's just right now I'm very like tired and just kind of out of it a little bit. Oh. That's why I was you a little. Had a long day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Did you have a long day? Yes, I had a long day. Oh. Well, no, I didn't have a long day today. No, we had a, we had a good weekend, though. Yeah, yesterday was a long day. Yeah. So. Um, but it was a good time. Yeah, we went down to my, my cousin's house. We had a good time down there. A bunch of our friends. Um, played hide and seek? No, no, we played seek and hide. Seek and hide, yeah. So it's pretty much one person hides, everyone seeks, and then when you find the person who's hiding, then you get to hide with them or you have around to, yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Until there's one person left. Yeah, and then... Meanwhile, I was being called fat the whole time. That was so mean, man. I was I was called fat. I was called a hacker. I was called a cheater. I was <laughs> everything. Because my hiding spot was that good. I was like, I feel like he couldn't fit into a small spot. He's yeah. Not, he's not a small person. There's only a couple of spots that he can <laughs> physically fit into. I'm like, okay, I'm sitting here. I'm hiding in the corner of the closet behind all these shirts. And my cousin is saying this shit, and I'm like, I'm like, I want to come out and just punch you in your face right now, but I'm not going to. But like, I know it's all in good fun, so I didn't take like offense to it or anything. But I was in that goddamn spot for like a half hour. Yeah, you were. And then you, you grabbed my shoulder. I was like, yeah, I touched you around. I was like, oh, are these boobies? <laughs> you grab right here. I tried to. I was gonna try to slump down when your arm came in, but it came in too fast, and you, and you gripped it like shit. Yeah, that was a good spot though. Dude, all my spots up to that point were taken. I was going to hide underneath the desk in Uncle Vic's room. Weston took it when he found Luke. I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. There's, there's a bunch of spots. That was, uh, that was a spot I was going to go. What, underneath the desk? No, no where you oh. went. That was That's my where spot. Zach was going to go. That was my spot, yeah. So. No, but it was a good time. We had a bunch of friends there. Yeah, so. it was. I'm, I'm thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed our weekend. Yeah. So. Didn't get a lot of sleep, but you know what? That, yeah. I'm willing to sacrifice sleep to have fun, so. That's good. Yeah, that's good. 100%. So, all right. But, well, yeah. <clears throat> let's dive into it. Okay. Uh, so, at the beginning of the chapter, uh, there is, they talk about two two gentlemen that pretty much live their lives, uh, th- they live up to their values that they, they've made for themselves. Yeah. Uh, one of them is loyalties. Actually, they're both loyalties. They were loyal to their expeditions. Yeah. Uh, one of them was a Japanese soldier fighting in the war the the war yeah and uh his emperor like gave him gave him like uh, a job like strict orders to kind of stay put orders to stay there and even when uh the emperor or the they sent him letters saying that they can come out he thought they were fake and he just stayed in his little area yeah he he stayed true to his mission yeah so um um, and but But when he came back from the war, he actually f- became more depressed because uh, he felt that what he is, his success 
had no value. Yeah, it's because he was there for for X amount of years, and people just moved on. They didn't. They didn't care. He yeah. He found out that that Japanese the 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 Japanese culture wasn't what it was. Yeah. Because so like, what was it? Thirty years, right? Yeah. So it's like a lot. A lot should happen to thirty years. Yeah. And uh, so when he found out that everything that he fought for. Uh, you Pretty know, much he, meant nothing. Yeah, because he was there during an honorable time where, like, respect, you fight for your country. loyalty was for your country, and then yeah. now you're coming back to find, you know, something a little bit different. So yeah. he ended up being more depressed uh, coming back from the islands than yeah. he was when, when he was there, which is strange because he lived a, a terrible, not a terrible time, but, I mean, he was eating bugs. He was living in the woods. Yeah. So. But, again, he found, he found... He suffered through his loyalty. Yeah. His loyalty brought him happiness because he was he had a bigger purpose. Right. So with that, no matter how shitty the situation could be, if you're loyal to what you what you say you're going to be loyal to, you can be happy with that. Yeah, well, yeah, so he says choose your sufferings. Yeah. So, you know, make your when you're suffering to do something like live up to the value of loyalty. Sometimes exactly. you're going to it's going to be a tough time because Exactly. Uh it right so sometimes if you're really loyal to your friends that means you know during times you're going to have to put some things down to go be there for them. Sure. But at the end of the you know in the end it's going to Yeah, it'll show. It'll show. And and at the same time like it's not going to be like you and I can fight. Oh yeah. So it's like but but we're so loyal to one another. Like you can disagree with people and everything like that, and still be loyal to them. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you just you gotta know where your loyalties lie. And uh, they talk about that when when his name is Anoda. I forget his full name, but his uh, they called him Anoda. But his me- his suffering meant something to him. Yeah. And then uh, he became this big icon in Japan to the point where they thought he wasn't a real a real person. Yeah. He was like a, a like a uh, an urban legend kind of. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it's really important to have clear values. Um, and that was really the first chapter. That was just more of, like, story, storytelling. It was like the prelude. Yeah. So. Um, and then we go into self-awareness onion. Yes. Self-awareness onion. I like this analogy. It's pretty good. Well, you know what else is like onions? What? Ogres. Ogre. What? Have you never seen Shrek before? Okay. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> What a doofus! <laughs> what a doofus! No, but he, he he goes through the onion of the different layers of just like different values and everything like that. Um, the the name of the chapter is the value of suffering. I don't think we mentioned that, but that's the name of the chapter. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Well and that was that was yeah, yeah so yeah value of suffering and then it goes into stories. Yeah, and then it, it, he says it's super important to kind of understand why you're suffering and what you're suffering for mm-hmm. kind of like to me that's like is it really worth su- suffering over somebody or something that really you have no loyalties to or that have treated you so badly that there's no reason to have those in your life mm-hmm. that to me is what that means and it's 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 a hard thing it's a hard it's a hard conversation to have with yourself well because, yeah because it's uncomfortable and some people are at the state of like, well, how do I, how do I do that? Yeah, I don't know what to do. Like, I they have this ambition of like, I want to be a different person. I want to have this, uh, you know, different values. And 
it starts with you. So when it when he says the self awareness onion, uh, he's talking about understanding yourself, peeling back the layers. Yeah, understand your emotions, and just and just kind of enhance the blind spots that you have in your life mm-hmm. that you don't normally see or look at very often. Right. Uh, the first, uh, he said, the first layer is just understand, like you said, understanding one's emotion. Exactly. Just understand what you're feeling. Yeah. I'm feeling anger. Okay, you're feeling angry. Why are you feeling angry? All right, that's the next step. So, yeah. like, I'm feeling angry, or even, like, emotional blind spots. Sometimes people have them. Yeah. They don't realize that there's something bi- there. I mean, something could have happened last week that you're really frustrated about, and you just let it sit there, you and just, then now you forgot yep. about it, but then you are just you have this negative emotion. And then one one instance of, of being remembered of that, and it all comes flooding back, and you just... You let it ruin your emotion and your and your mood and everything. Yeah. So uh, emotional buildup is a real thing. So it's really important to communicate your emotions. Yeah. Learn, you know, learning how to say, you know, I feel this way. And and question that. Yeah. Question why you feel that way. Why like, Why do I feel sad? Yeah. Like what What happened that transpired that I need to feel this way? Yeah. And the next layer is that deeper layer, which is the personal value. Yeah. Why is this important to me? Yeah. Or my value. Uh, or why do I need to feel... Uh, he gives an example of, uh, you know, feeling rich. Yeah. Why do I need to feel rich? Uh, so question yourself. What is the value behind that? Yeah. So I, there's something great deeper. Yeah, and, and people make up reasons why they are they, they are the way that they are. Mm-hmm. Like, you're alone. Okay, so why are you alone? Is it, you, is it a you thing? Yeah. Are you putting that responsibility on everyone else because you're alone? Yeah. Like, I'm alone because, oh, Corey doesn't talk to me or hang out with me. Am yeah. I alone because these people hate me? It's, it's questioning that and understanding why you feel that way. <laughs> and I like, he gives the example of uh, having a relationship with his brother. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, so he he says, I want to have a good relationship with my brother. And he has a formula, your metrics and your values. So his metric is having a good relationship is he's, he's measuring it by families are supposed to be connected, have really good relationships. Yeah. You know, hang out, have a good time. Um, and his value is because you know, is that. Like yeah. families should be together. And when he's measuring it, he's measuring it beyond the conversations and the general respect that him and his brother have for one another. Yeah, and everyone's relationships are different. Oh, yeah. Like, I look at my cousins. They talk all the time. They have a group chat and everything. Yep. But that's different between me and my brother. Me and my brother don't really talk a lot. But would you say you had a generally, like, good relationship? Yeah, it it doesn't make me love my brother any less. Right. He's still my brother. I still love him. I would do anything for him. And that's the, the metric. So th- some people exactly. would look at your cousin's family and be like, well, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And sometimes you just can't have it. Sometimes it's just not in the cards. Yeah. So the way you look at it is know that you're just looking at your sex- your success or your metrics beyond what – Yeah. Like you can change that. You don't you're, have to – You're going by the st- what the standard should be. Yeah. Like you should have a great relationship with your brother. You should have a great relationship with your family, but – a lot of times that's not the case. You don't have that quote-unquote great relationship with your parents or your siblings or whoever. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. And for a lot of people, and the emotion side, they don't take responsibility for it. This is going back to what I was saying. They blame other people for that. Yeah. When, 
okay, you and say you and I are brothers. We don't talk very often. Mm-hmm. Did I make the conscious effort to text you and call you? If I didn't, okay, that's on me. Yeah. If I did, then okay, then it's a little different. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you stop putting in the effort. No, yeah. Because you can you can put the effort in once and then say, oh well, I don't need to put the effort in anymore. So when is when is doing once ever worked? It's exactly. Only once ever worked. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. Um, and I that that related to me a little bit because I think about my family, my relationship with my family, and I'm always like, oh, I wish I had like a better relationship with my family. Yeah. Um, but to answer that, no, I'm not really. I'm not putting in the effort. No. Exactly. So, I'm I'm the same way. Like, they put in, like, I'm just going to use my cousins for an example. Because that is the ideal of what the standard is as your brother. Yeah. You, you text each other, you talk to each other, you hang out, mm-hmm. all that shit. Mm-hmm. Me and my brother don't do that. Me and my brother don't really talk. But have right. I put the effort in or has he put the effort in? No. Mm. And And that's okay. Yeah, it is. That's what people don't understand. It's okay to be like that. Mm-hmm. Look, I know I have my life to lead. I got shit I got to get done. Yeah. My brother works all the time. And I get that we can still have a relationship. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, he's got to get his life together. I need to get my life together. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we can't talk. We can talk 100%. We just don't put the effort in. Right. But I'm also not out here crying about it. Yeah, it's I not, mean, it's do, not... do I wish I had a better relationship? Absolutely, but again, I don't put the effort in mm-hmm. to have that better relationship. Yeah, and go, measuring it on, you're not measuring it to the standard of, of what your cousin's family looks like. Exactly. Right. You, you you accept that you still have a loving relationship with your brother. And 100%. All that could be is, you know, you guys call each other on a holiday or something. Exactly. But you know when you see him that it's like, you know, that's my brother still. Exactly. So... I think that's really uh, a really good example of measuring your your values, and that that was kind of pushed into the next section. Um, but I do want to step back and go about uh, to the self awareness onion. So we had the understanding of one's emotions, yeah. uh, emotions built up, um, you know, emotional blind spots, and that deeper one is really good because it really allows you to step back and ask yourself deep questions that you might not be comfortable with. Yeah, you, you have, like, when you're trying to get yourself to a better place, you have to identify the problem. Yeah. And the only way to identify the problem is ask questions. Yeah, uncomfortable ones and don't, like, without, like, bias, exactly. right? They, they could be as hard or complex questions as you want, or they could be simple. Yeah. But the answer, more likely, will be harder to answer. It's going to be a hard answer. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand is... They want the answer to be easy so they can solve the problem easier, yet in the grand scheme of things, it's a lot harder than you think it is. Yeah. So don't be scared to ask the simple questions or the tough questions, but just know that the answer, if there's a problem, it's going to be tough to overcome, but oh, you yeah. can do it. You can, there's, no, there's no doubt that you can. You can't do it. And uh, one, one, I think he says like the harsher the answer is more likely it to be true. But uh, a good representation would be, uh, you know, why do I need to feel rich? You know, the, the value could be so I can support my family. Sure. And then, you know, the metric would be, okay, where is that rich? Like, where's the rich? Yeah. It, like, where's the satisfy? If you're looking to be rich and you're like, oh, I want to be a $5 million, you know, yeah. a $5 million company, that's a lot of money. Uh, absolutely. 
So I'll take the five mil right now. Of, of course, but there's a lot of work behind that. Of course. So you have to understand Pe- where's Pe- the family come involved as people well. People only see the success. That's all they see. They don't yep. see the journey. Yep. Like you, you see the Steve Jobs because that's glorified. He started Apple in a in a garage. Yeah. You see that, but you also don't know the day. You you know that it started in a garage, and now it's a multi billion dollar company. You don't know the in between. You don't know anything. No. It's all about the journey in between mm-hmm. that you don't know. And and I think people need to kind of reiterate that, especially if you're in the limelight. If you're in the public eye, like a singer or an actor or something, mm-hmm. you can talk about the hardships that you had. Oh, you got cut from this movie. You you didn't. You weren't good enough. Yeah. You got kicked out of the band, which we're gonna talk about in a little while. Yeah. yeah. You can. You, I think you need to have those. It's important because it it, it gives people uh, hope. Yeah. And when if you're hopeless, you know you're never gonna go get anywhere. You need to have. You're going to be stuck. At at some point, you need to bet on yourself. Oh, absolutely. And I've been saying that for a long time. Like that's why I do what I do. I bet on myself, because that is the one bet you can always win. Yeah. Look, I've been I've been betting sports lately. Haven't won one. (laughs) (laughs) But in life, if you bet on yourself, you can do everything in your power to make that bet hit. And you oh, can yeah. win. You're in full. I mean, you're in full control of what exactly your outcome. Exactly, and in betting, that's easy money. Oh, Take cool. the easy money. That's right. So, uh, so diving back, di- diving into uh, the next section, which is rock star problems. Yeah. And this is what you were talking about. Uh, about you know you didn't make it in the band that you wanted you, to. Yeah, you got kicked out four days before recording. Yeah. Could you imagine? First of all, that shit that that would be bad. Yeah, like I don't. That's crazy. Yeah, cause so in the in the book it it's he's talking about uh, a gentleman that was in a band. Remember the man name? Metallica. No, the, the one before that. Well, Megadeth. Uh, oh, Megadeth. Megadeth is the band that he created. Yeah, so he was in Metallica. So Dave Mustaine is oh, his you name. Wrote down, thank yeah. you. Um. He was in Metallica, and then, like, right before they started recording, mm-hmm. they kicked him out. Yeah. They're like, yeah, see ya, bye. Yeah, no, no argument, nothing, just... Hand him wo- the bus ticket? Woke him up sh- with the bus ticket, and that was it. But on his way back to, to, I think, California, I think it was New York to California. Yeah. He He's like, you know what? I can either sit here and throw a pity party for myself. Which what well, he did for a little while. And then, and then he's like, you know what? Screw this. Screw them. I'm gonna make my own goddamn band. Yep. And he made he made a, good, a very big band. Yeah. In Megadeth. Yep. But at the same time, he didn't feel accomplished. No. He felt like a failure because he didn't live up to what Metallica did. Because he was basing his value off of being better than them. Yeah. Versus a value of uh, happiness. And how far you have come as a person. Yeah. Like in your band that you created. Yeah. Because he was comparing. Megadeth and Metallica. So you're taking... And look, not for nothing... I mean, you can't... You can't compare yourself to Metallica. <laughs> no way, man. They're, they're <laughs> probably the greatest metal band of all time. Yeah. You just... You can't do it. So, I mean, out of all of the success that he's... He, he had, he was still considered... He was considering himself a failure. And yeah. to most people, you're like, that's... That, why? You have millions of dollars. You're a rock star. Your records You've, are going. You built gold the band from the shit. ground up in no time. Yeah. So wh- so why do you feel like a failure? 
Because, because you got kicked out of a band that is now the biggest in the world. Because his metric is off. Yeah. And even his value. Because he's putting the popularity and the fame over yep. his happiness and his other bandmates and everything like that. So you take so that's why it's really important to have a, a structured system of your metric and values. Yeah. If you have a value and you're measuring it against something, kind of like we talked about in the last one, uh, you know, if you're a small streamer yeah. and your value, like you value streaming and giving back to other people or giving back to the communities, sure. but your metric is to be a ninja, yeah. you're going to fail. Exactly. You're going to fail. You're, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. You're comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. Don't compare yourself to anybody because nobody else is living your life and you're not know. living theirs. Nope. You you have your own demons to fight, and it's but like I said, it's good to have those people as role models sure. for you because they push you. They do, yeah. But don't try to be them. No, you need to be your own self. Do not be a copy. So, I be, think that's be the original. Uh, something I was doing the other day uh, was because uh, I was listening to this in the car as well. Okay, I listened to it went off on my own time. And he talks about, like, the metrics and the values. And I was like, well, I want to be successful. So yeah. I was like, all right, well, let me just look up the definition of success again. Okay. When it comes to, and it's uh, accomplishment of an aim or a purpose. Okay. okay. So, so you set a goal and you, you accomplish that goal. Right. And what is fa- failure? Lack of success. Okay. So... <laughs> In my head, I'm going, well, I want to be successful what, but in what? So I got to ask myself more questions. Why yeah. do I want to be successful? Where, where do I want to be successful? When I think I'm a failure, I need to reevaluate my success. Yeah. Was it realistic? Right? So going That's back fair. to that streamer one. Yeah. So whenever you feel like a failure, if I ever if I ever had a conversation with somebody and they said I'm failing, I'd be like, okay, well, what? where's your range of success? Yeah, what, what are you working What's for? What's your goal? Yeah. And then I would ask them, well, would it be realistic or reasonable to bring your success goal down here? Yeah. I think personally, I think, like, we've we've talked about this mm-hmm. in the past, like, where you need to set little goals. Absolutely. Because that is what will keep you motivated. Because if you're trying to get from 1 to 10 in one shot... It's not going to happen. No way. If you can go from 1 to 2, one to two, two to 3, 3 to 4, and all the way up to 10. Then you look back and you actually go, I put actually more work into that yeah. than I would have if I just did 1 to 10. And if you go from 1 to 2 instead of 1 to 10, you're learning so much more about yourself, mm-hmm. the craft that you're doing, the practice that you're going to get. And by the time you get to a 10 or even a 9, you'll be really good at what you're doing. Yep. And you'll probably have the, the 1 to 2s. And then the two to threes, and then the three to two again. Yeah, but but that's well, why you. But when you get to ten, now you need to go to hundred. Because what happens when you get to one? You, let's say you do a one to ten. Mm-hmm. What happens when you experience a failure? Where are you going? If you go from one to ten, there's no numbers go, in and between. Then, and then you go back to to two. It's like just like two, oh. You're like, it's like uncharted territory now. It's like I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing, and and majority of the people wouldn't understand how to deal with that kind of setback. Yeah, and you need to reevaluate. Right. So it's really important to just take make small goals. That's yeah. really the point. And because like everyone likes solving problems, 
your problems are never going to go away. You're nope. always, there's always going to be a problem somewhere. Your bank account's not where it's where it is. You don't have a job. You don't have this. You don't have that. Nope. You're always going to have problems. That's as he says. There's always going to be problems. Just choose the problems exactly. You want to take through. take the take the ones where you can get a victory on, and work for the bigger problems. You want to work on your bank account. You want to be financially stable for the future. Okay, it's not going to happen in one shot. Nope. Set a goal. Just. I'm going to save $1,000 this week, $1,000 this week, and you're going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Take the little victories that you can because that will also bring up your self-esteem and your confidence and, and just your overall happiness because that's one more problem that you solved Yeah. and that you're stronger than, than that problem was. Absolutely. So why can't you solve this next problem? Oh, wait, I can because I solved this one. And it doesn't mean that that first problem won't arise again. No. Because most likely it will. Yes, it will. But now... You're more experienced in it, and now you know how to get over it, and now you know how to solve the problem. It's like doing 2 plus 2 over and over again. Eventually, it's not going to be a thought, but the very first time you learned it, you it's don't like, know. Yeah, you had to count. Exactly. Gotta count. Did you count the points on it? I always count points. You still do? Yeah, man. That's like one of the, my favorite things to do. Oh, no. I'm weird. What do you like? What do I, you do? I do like addition and subtraction when I do addition, if that makes well, sense. I, well, I picked up one of your habits that you use. I really liked. What? So if you have... Like a se- like seven and seven and four. Okay. How many does it take to get to seven? Or so- how many does it take to get to ten? So yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten is three. There's only one left. Yep. It's just, eleven. Just put it right in. So that I like that actually because I, I like was, I like. It's like increments. Like square numbers that I can use. Yeah. Like just ten, twenty, thirty, twenty-five, whatever. It's just a lot easier for me that way. I liked it. It was good because uh, it allowed me to quickly do some simple math that I've yeah. never done before. I'm not really good at math, so to me, I was, I, always good I was at proud math. of that. Ma- math and science I was good at. History and, and literature, eh. Straight D's and C's. You know, I uh, I don't know if you, got, you know this, but I had a, a quote-unquote learning disability so did I. In, in school. I was in all applied classes. Yep. I had to do this, this PI program when I was younger. I don't know the PI program. It was kind of like... It was actually a lot of people that I went to school with, like yeah. later on, and the one kid that was in there was really smart. But you can kind of see that he had a little—he's a little, maybe like on the spectrum at all. Or something. No, because I wouldn't—he wasn't on the spectrum, I would say. Mm. But like you can kind of see, something's a little off at times. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like It'd be like ADHD or something. Yeah, something like that. But like, yeah, that—that's what I dealt with. Like, I had learning disability. I was in like. I had to go to speech therapy a lot. Oh. I couldn't speak. Um, I had to go to... I had study skills instead of, like, a, a language, which was, like, an extra help class, kind of. Yeah, I did that. I had that as well. Um, see, like, you have... Those are, like, concrete, like, quote, le- like learning disabilities. Yeah. The only reason I was in learning disability classes was because of my eye shaking. And it just affects my vision here and there. Yeah. So from a young age, I don't know if I did this unconsciously, but I didn't try very hard. I was discouraged that I was in those classes, so I didn't try. So I Mm. feel like I failed myself in school. I mean, I get... Because I failed to, to accept the learning that I was getting. I get that. I think looking back, I think... I'm the same way. I really didn't try in school. Yeah. But at the same time, I didn't feel like I was getting the right information I needed. Because mm. I, I, 
like elementary school and stuff like that, I don't think they teach you much. Maybe like like math and everything. Wait, when does when does school start actually getting kind of hard for you? It started getting harder probably in high school. For me, it started getting hard in I believe it's seventh grade. Okay, it was in seventh grade. See, like the reason why I said high school was because I was in applied classes. <clears throat> for a lot of middle school. Yeah. So, like, 6th, 7th, 8th, I always had an, an extra teacher in the classroom kind of who, like, it was it was applied. It was it was remedial, which yeah. was the very low ones. I had then, remedial classes uh, as well. Then it was, was only, like, seven kids in class. Yeah, it was remedial, and then it was applied. Yeah. Then it was normal classes, then there was honor classes. Yeah. So I was in the second lowest. But honestly, if I would have tried... I could have been in normal classes. Yeah. There's I think you could have. I I question if I if I was able to. At least in math and science, I would have been in normal classes. I do got to admit, I, I am a... I, not that I'm a slow learner, but I need to, t- I need to spend extent, like extended time on things. Th- that's what I needed. Like, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with David Goggins. Yes. Uh, if you are, he's... We, we've talked about him on this a, show. A little bit. Yeah, he's a, he's a monster. Dude's a psychopath. I'll say it. Please don't hurt me. He was not. He admittedly says that he was. He's not smart. He wasn't smart. Like education wasn't easy for him. No, but you're taking a guy that was a Navy SEAL, which you need to be very smart. Yeah, like there's different mathematics that you have to do. Oh, oh, Bless you. Oh, no, it wasn't a sneeze. <laughs> oh, um, the hiccup burp. And he said, in order for him to be able to pass the test, he had to memorize. The ASVAB, because that's the military test that you take depending yeah. on certain scores determine where you go. He said he would study, he would read, and he would take the book and he would write down word for word in a notebook <laughs> so he can memorize it. He's a psycho. If I want to memorize something, like, I, that, that's decent that I have to take. To me, that that's what it takes. Is it? Is it more or less your... I know we're kind of getting off topic here. Yeah, that's okay. But, like, for me, and I don't know if you're the same way, like, reading comprehension was the big thing for me. Oh, reading comprehension is... I couldn't... speaking comprehension. I couldn't understand what I was reading. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, I have a hard time, like, like movies or books or articles or whatever. Yeah. I have a hard time understanding what they mean the first time I see it or read it. Reading comprehension was tough for me. I don't know for you, but for me, I found out that was, that's because I don't have a strong vocabulary. Because I don't understand what the words mean. Sure. But sometimes I even look up the definition. I'm like, I still don't get it. Yeah. Like, like, like that's the one trouble I have with the book. Like if he starts using big words that I have no idea with, like the the last word from the, the last chapter, I don't even remember what it was. It threw oh. me off because I didn't know what it meant. Oh. I for- I, I don't, don't know. remember. Did you write it down? No. Oh, okay. You wrote it down. You looked it up. But, um... Oh, okay. But, no, just me... Like, that's why, like, if I watched Interstellar, right? Oh, I love that movie. It's a great movie. I fucking love that movie, dude. Didn't understand it, though. And my, my thing is when I don't understand something and I say I don't understand something and then I get ridiculed for it, that's when I get a little chapped. 
Yeah, that I'm makes just sense. I'm just using that example because we always tease our, our friend Zach with that because mm-hmm. he he's like, how do you not understand yeah. this? And I'm so, like, oh, you fucking idiot! I'm like, I just don't get it. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know interdimensional goddamn spacecraft wizardry. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was that was perfect. I'm, yes, you do. That was perfect. I'm, I don't okay. know it. He's touching goddamn strings that are pushing books off the damn shelf. Like, what the hell is going on? He's in a different dimension, bro. I He's understand. in the fourth dimension. Yeah, fourth dimension, my butthole. <laughs> Ooh, that but, is a fourth dimension. Yeah, you don't want to go in there. That's a black hole in itself. So, <laughs> but like that, that, that to me is something that I dealt with. Where comprehension has always been a bad thing for me. Yeah, me where too. I, I've had to read, like reread pages like three or four times. But, and even then, if I still don't understand, I would just skip it and I wouldn't care. Because I'd be so frustrated. Uh, uh, one way that I got over that, the frustration of people not under- understanding that I'm not understanding is, I don't feel shame anymore about asking a million questions. Oh, at this point, I don't give a fuck either. And when people start getting frustrated with me, that's their interpretation and inability to explain it on a level that I understand. Yeah. So it's not me anymore. No. Like that's that. Like when it comes to like technology and stuff, I have my friend Zach do everything. Yeah, and he'll start explaining stuff. I'm like, oh, nice. <laughs> I'll I'll yes him to death. I'll oh, no. and, and then I'll when ask he, questions though. And then when he's done, he's like, because I'll give him the face or I'll give him I'll keep yesing him. He's like, you don't get it, do you? I'm like, I I honestly I mentally checked out. <laughs> no, so but but it it is there's a satisfaction when people take the time to explain it at a level that you understand. Just dumb it. As far down as you possibly can. Talk to me like I'm a child. One person one person that I admire for this the most is my boss. He's very patient with me. He understands that I don't understand everything that he understands. Yeah. It's it's just it's how the brain works. It's different. He knows more. He's more knowledgeable. Not even yeah. And he's well, and he's trying too. to help you. He's trying to teach you. But he'll say something and I'll pause and I'll go, Can you rephrase the question? Yeah. And then he will. Like he doesn't get mad like, Oh, why didn't you understand it the first time? Yeah. Like, he understands it. There's one thing that he, he always says is, he says, your best is different from my best. Absolutely. Right? If I took, if I took like, a Michael Jordan's best and compared it to my best, oh, pff, it's not even close. Not even close, but I'm still giving my best. Exactly. So I can't measure your best and my best. It doesn't work. And, so. that, and that again, that goes back to comparing yourself to people. Right. You can't compare that. It, there's no comparison. It's, it's hard. It's you comparing can. apples to oranges. You can't do it. It's different. So my request uh, on that topic is be patient with others and understand that when you're saying something and they're, and they're not comprehending, understand that it's also going through their perspective of life that you may have to switch out your words. Yeah, just dumb it down, know. man. Yeah, just dumb it down, man. At least for me. Just yeah, say, I agree. You can learn to say you simple you terms. take this cord and you plug it in this hole. Like okay, don't ask me what the co- the cord is called because I don't know. HDMI optical. Well, I know what an optical cable is. Oh yeah, you know I know HDMI that now. Is. I know an HDMI. And then there's other ports back there. I have no concept of what yeah, the hell's no going idea. on. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, move, <laughs> let's get back to it. Moving back, we did digress a little bit there. Um, but yeah, to wrap up that that section was really. Have a uh, a systematic approach to your metric of things and your values, right? And and also don't be scared to change your values as well. Yeah, that you have you have to learn you have to adapt to it. Yep. Because if you keep the same values, you're not going to get anywhere. No. Because once you figure those values out and you just stick to it, then it's like, okay, well, where do I go from here once I master those values? Well, I think values you're always challenged on. 
Yeah, I, I think, think throughout so. your whole life, I think it's important to find a a strong set of at least three to five values to follow. Yeah. So you know, like family, friends, work, and do your best to stick with those because you're going to be challenged. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Look, you're going to need people in your life. That's just how it goes. Yeah, you you're gonna, you need people. Uh, something that ring, uh, they say they say that you're you're the average of your five closest friends. So take your your five closest friends, and you're the average of them. So they say met, you know mm-hmm. they say fill yourself with with friends that are like you know super extraordinary. Um, you got them right. So you can. I got some dope ass friends. I'll be honest. Yeah, I do. I got some dope friends. I do, and I love every single one of them. But um, he also talks about another artist. Oh, Pete Best. Oh, is it? Was he the best? I don't think so. <laughs> because he was another one that got kicked out of the band. Yeah. And I mean, I don't. I don't think a lot of people really know this band. Really, I mean, they're kind of older. They went by the band, the the name the Beatles. Oh, yeah, only the greatest band in history. Yeah, that's debatable. N- that's the fact. No, I mean, it's an opinion. But there's facts to stand behind it. Sure, there, there's facts. They they had a a big. They started music. Okay, no. They started. No. They, no okay, sorry. They had they influence. Start, they influenced. They were they were a huge influence on music. Absolutely. On the music industry. They changed music. Yeah. To I, look, I, I I'm not gonna argue with you. Are you a Beatles this. fan? They're okay. I don't, I like them. I like I like their songs. They got some good stuff. Yeah, they do. But I'm not Another gonna. <laughs> copyright. That sounds too good. But like, I can appreciate them for who they are. They're not my favorite band. No, they're not. They're not my favorite, but uh, I think they have good music. I think they did really good for the time that they were. Sure, in. of course, hundred percent. But but tell me about Pete Best. Pete Best. He he was another one who got he got kicked out of the band. Yeah. But him, he went down a different path than than, than Davy Boy. He did. He drank. He tried to commit suicide. He had depression, and his mom talked him out of killing himself. Good for mom. You need a mom. You do need But at the same time, his story ends better than Dave's does. Because does. Dave, in, in Dave's mind, because he's a failure, because he's not as big or as popular as Metallica is, as opposed to Pete, who got his life together. He found a girl. He, he has a family. He's successful. He's doing shows by himself or with people that he surrounds himself with. Yep. And he's having a good time with it. Yep doesn't care he was he was willing to change those values that he had to make himself better yeah and even though he he, you know he went through depression he went through that time uh and he says if it wasn't for me getting kicked out of the band i wouldn't have the wife and the family that i have exactly he changed his value of being in one of the best bands to trying to live a happy life yeah to essentially nothing yeah so, I mean, you have to learn how to change your values. Yeah. You have to. Not being, and you hear it so often, it's so cliche, but it's like being the best or, you know, being the, you know, being like financially like rich, all these things, being famous, like it's not, I don't think it's all that worked up to be. I don't think so either. And you, I don't, and I don't know if it's because of the attention or because of the money that they make. Because I mean, not for nothing, everyone wants to be a millionaire. Of course. 
for the most part, yeah. But if if you're basing your life on being how much money you get, then what That's are you? That's bad. You know, you're not going to be happy. No. If you're basing your life on how can I live the happiest life? Well, that's a strong structure because your goal is to be happy. Yeah. If you think money brings you happiness. Now, how do you feel about that? What? That people say money can't buy happiness. I have I have a strange opinion on that because, like, right now, if I compared my life to a lot of other people, I would say I'm living a good life. Okay. Am I happy? No, I'm not. Okay, so money cannot buy happiness for you. If... If I made a little bit more money, I would feel a little bit better about my life. Okay. But there's right now uh, I there's no there's no like connection in my life. Okay. Right now it's just very alone life. So I think if I even even if I made five million dollars tomorrow, I think I'd probably still be sad. Money can buy you momentary happiness. I in think the so. moment. Yeah. But he talks about that next chapter. Yeah. For me, the way I see it is money can't buy happiness. No. You can't buy love. You can't buy compassion. You can't buy empathy. You can't buy the emotions that you have and that you feel. Mm -hmm. But it does allow you, it buys your freedom. Yeah. It, It gives you the opportunity to do what you want. It does. If you win the lottery, okay, what can I do now? Do you still want to work? You could you, you still kind of got to work unless you're just going to sit inside all day, which whatever, you got the money to do it. But at the same time, are you really going to be happy? Are you going to feel successful? Yeah, because if, if you take someone that wins the lottery, right, you have two subjects. Use test, me. Test subjects. Yeah. So you have you and you have me. Okay. And these aren't going to be truths, obviously. I'm just giving yeah. examples. But if you have someone that wins the lottery, let's say you win the lottery. Oh, well, I'm going to win the lottery. Okay. When you win the lottery, right? Okay. You let's say you buy your you buy a house. Yeah. You get your old stream gaming setup. Yep. Right. Mhm. But you do nothing with it. Yeah. You just sit. Right. You still play video games. Still stream. But you don't promote anything. You just hang out. Yeah. And you start. And there's nobody there. No friends. Nothing. Kind of separate you or exactly. yourself. You're not going to be happy. No. You're going to be living in the same miserable uh, feelings that you felt if you didn't win the lottery exactly you, you didn't all the only thing that grew was your bank account right and that's because you picked numbers at random right you and didn't then, you didn't grow as a person you and then, go ahead sorry I keep cutting you off it's okay and then you take somebody like let's say i, I don't know why we chose each other i was just gonna do an a and b but you, you take someone like me and now i win the lottery and i go okay well i'm gonna invest this money and i'm actually going to invest it in a business that i want to build and yeah. I want to make connection with other people, and I want to start networking. I'm gonna feel probably more fulfilled myself with myself because I have a purpose yeah. with the money. You're giving yourself a purpose. Yeah, and he 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 says that somewhere. Where did I write it down? Here. Oh well, success is accomplishing a purpose or your values. If your values aren't strong enough, and they have no purpose, then you're never gonna feel fulfilled. Exactly. Then what's the sense? There's there is none exactly. Your fat you got if you stay true to your values did for you even a week. Fat? Did I? I don't know. It's not like you said <laughs> you're fat. <laughs> <What>? Did you <laughs> slip that right in there? <laughs> I'm gonna listen to this back. <laughs> no. F- <laughs> yeah, I'm. Look, I didn't say you're fat. I'm convinced. I didn't say you're fat. What did I say? You threw a little jab in there. 
I'm convinced. But I'm not going to get off topic. I'm, I swear. I, we're going to review the tape after this. <laughs> I like the times. I, I got the time. I got the time. All right. So, uh, I didn't say you're fat. Um, okay. I said if your values aren't strong enough. Okay. I actually, I don't remember what I said now. You know what? I can't wait to I'm, look back I'm at this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for making you lose your train of thought. That's okay. I pre- I, um, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Challenge yourself to make your values... Worth for, something. Worth, for, for a whole week. Stand behind... One of the values you have. Yeah. That whole week. And then reflect on that week and tell me how you feel. Yeah. Do you feel, feel fulfilled? And if you don't feel f- fulfilled. That's fine. That, that's a tongue twister. It that's is. That's fine. Reevaluate. Change your values. Exactly. Change your values because you'll find one where you're like, you know what? I really loved being loyal and consistent all week. I'm going to keep doing this. Exactly. And th- But understand week three, you're going to feel discouraged. Because it's not you're having the same high, but you're going to face challenges maybe. Yeah. And also, that that also doesn't mean give up on your values either. Oh. Like, after a week, if you don't see progress, that doesn't doesn't mean it's not coming. Yeah. If, you, if you're still doing everything you can to, to, to get to where you want to be, then keep going. Don't stop after a week saying, oh, I can't do this. Yeah, commit, commitment is not doing something over and over and over. Like, doing something once and then always doing it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Commitment is... Fail, redo it. Fail, redo it. Because you're exactly. not stopping. You're committed to continuous going, even when you fail. Yeah. So I had that. That was a big mistake that I had. Where I was like, oh, I'm going to be so committed to this. And then I wasn't. I, just, I and fell you, off. And you overwhelmed yourself. I, I fell think. off. And then I wouldn't go back to it. Yeah. Where if I was committed, I would stop, reevaluate. All right, let's get back on it. Let's get back on it. Yeah, just take a... It's okay to take a break. It's fine. Yeah. Um... But going into, uh, do you have any more about that section? That was a pretty, that was a good one. No. To wrap that one up, I know I wrapped it up before, um, but I forgot about Pete Best. Yeah. Um, measure your values. Have a metric system. Yeah. Okay. You if have your to. values are too too big, uh, and, and make them like, they gotta be emotional. They yeah. can't be material. Yeah. Because once you make a material, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You're then you're doing it for cloud or you're doing it for recognition or popularity, whatever. And you're not going to feel satisfied. No. Um, so metrics is what uh, what or how you measure yourself. Value is why you measure yourself. Yeah. And everybody else. Okay. Shitty values. Shitty values. Do you have those? I do. I do too. Almost all of them. <laughs> uh, shitty values include like pleasure. Pleasure. Should we read them all out and then go through each one or do you want to... Um, yeah, I mean, I guess so. All right. Pleasure, don't prioritize pleasure. Pleasure is very, it's momentarily. It's a its a little sliver of time that it's, that feeling is probably going to pass. It's a false god. It is. That's what he says. So don't, don't pray to a false god. Don't, don't fall victim to this, this pleasure that you're feeling. Yeah. And, and warp your whole reality around it. And, uh, you know, some people might be like, oh, well, why, why shouldn't I do that? Uh. He tells us research shows that uh, people that focus on superficial pleasures become more anxious and depressed. Yep, and emotionally, emotionally and, unstable. And I can, uh, I can agree with that. And and also, it's very easy to gain pleasure, but at the same time, it's also very easy to lose pleasure as well. It's the easiest. It's the easiest value to get. So. And we're faced with, and every day we're faced with it. Social media does it. All the time. All the time. Yep. Um, 
so just be be aware and like i was saying i i agree with it because i'm also i fall victim to it i'm a very pleasure driven guy if i don't feel satisfied or not i need i, I try to find something and I definitely feel more anxious and depressed. I think that also goes with instant gratification as well. Yeah, it's the Espe- same thing. Especially nowadays, like like you said, social media. Everybody's looking for an answer right now. Yep. Like, what's going on right now? I need the answer now. Tell me now. Yep. Now, now, now. Exactly. You can't have that. Be patient. Also, with another shitty value is material success. Yeah. As in... Okay, I have a big house. I have a fancy car. How much money am I making? How big is my bank account? Uh, yeah. So, uh, just being materialistic. Yeah. And some good ones are like honesty, compassion, like being nonviolent, stuff like that. Those those are good ones to have. Those are, yeah, yeah. Those are good ones to have. Yeah. Uh, he writes down or says, once you can provide a basic need... Uh, correlation between happiness and world success slowly becomes zero. Meaning, if you can provide for yourself at a basic level, food, house, car, yeah, you know, sustainable, it doesn't matter if you make an extra 5000 10000 yeah, 100000 doesn't matter. Uh, at that point, it all becomes value-driven and emotional success. Exactly. Because if you make $5,000, right? If you're in the middle class, yeah. you're making good money, you have a nice job and everything. Yep. Do you really need to work overtime? No. No. Why, why are you Why are you putting more, more work on your plate to just... It doesn't show, really. Yeah. No, like, it you, doesn't. It doesn't. Um, but again, if you're setting yourself... If you're doing that to... Maybe move into a bigger house. If that's your end goal, then then fine. Right. But, but if you're comfortable, but with how, what's your value for that friend? Like to 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 flaunt about it, or yeah. because you're gonna have a you're about to have a, twins. Yeah. If or triplets. If you're having a new kid, then yeah, work that overtime. Yeah. You might as well. Because now you're basing it around the the happiness of your family, right? If you live in a, a one bedroom house, yeah. and you have a kid. Right? It's yeah. not, I mean, it's not terrible. It still works. Yeah. But at some point, you want to maybe move out of that. Uh, yeah. Place when they get older. House. I mean, but that still it gives you time. Yeah. Um, so, pretty much what he was saying is um, happiness comes into play, right? If you're living on the streets and you don't have a home and you make an extra $10,000 a year, your happiness is going to change. Absolutely. Because now you're feeling like now you're sustaining yourself. Yeah. But from that point on, there's there's nothing, it's zero. Yeah. So, like you said, prioritize honesty, compassion, all of these. Uh, this is really important to me. All of these, what we call eulogy virtues. Yeah. So and we, we, have, we, we talked about this during the during the reading. Oh, about, good. About the eulogy one and the uh, the other one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we have resume virtues and we have eulogy virtues. And your character is built on this. So, if you're focused on your resume virtues, chances are you're kind of a dick. Most likely, because you're just trying to get ahead of everyone. You, essentially, you're showing off what you have on your resume. Yeah, you're showing off to be more impressionable and more and better than the other candidates for the job. Yeah, as opposed to the eulogy one is how you're remembered as a person. Right. So if you have just resume virtues, your goal is to climb the ladder, be the top of the ladder, have the most money, 
and you don't give a shit who you care about, like who you shit on Most to get time, there. Your family's, you know, you're probably working more than you're around your family. Yep. But if you have a eulogy virtue, now don't get me wrong, so having, I think it's okay to have both, right? Having eulogy virtues can also help your resume virtues. Sure. So it's really important. Eulogy virtues are your character, how you're built. When you die, what is what are people going to say about you? Exactly. Are they going to say you you uh, I don't know you you cheated John? Yeah. In a promotion because you wanted to make more money, more money. right? Exactly. Right? Did you did you set him up for failure or something? Um, but if you have eulogy virtues, you're going to start to care about other people. You're going to have values. You're going to have empathy. Yeah. You're going to have a bunch of stuff. You're going to have compassion for them. If your values are for for everyone to have some some kind of success, it's not about you anymore. No. Right? It's, it's about it's others. Now, now, you could selfishly be like, oh, I want people to look at me and, and look at me to be like, you know, I'm a good person. Sure. But that value, right? If your value is to be a good person, you want people to see you as a good person, you're going to work to be a good person. Exactly. Right? So now when you you, know, you pass away, you know, on your resume, you're going to network. People yeah. are going to hire the, the person with their, that has, that have values. Exactly. It was a little more detailed than I wanted. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, the third one was another shitty value. The third one was always being right. And by you always being right is you can't learn from anything. You can't learn from your mistakes. You close yourself off from other people because if you always think you're right and you never do anything wrong, there's no growth there. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the, the best. You, you already think you're the best. You, you, it's like your shit don't stink. It don't. But it does. You can't do that. This one is uh, like we talked about last podcast. Shoshin. The beginner's mindset. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> the beginner's mind. But yeah, you lack the ability to grow and just just uh, just assume that you're ignorant. Yeah, you don't know a lot. Exactly. Ask questions. It's okay. It's okay. It it is. It, you're you're a big advocate for that. You well, do ask a lot of questions. Well, I just I can't assume that I know. Even if I do know, like sometimes I'm like, oh, come on, I know this one hundred percent. Yeah. But do you know how many times where I'm like, I know this, I know this, and then I'm like so wrong. Yeah. And then you know I feel like a complete idiot. <laughs> like the Spider Man, the Spider Man quote. Well, what was this? Great power comes great responsibility. Oh yeah. I'm sitting that's in this book. Yeah, I'm sitting done. there. I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, that's Spider Man. And you're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And I'm like, yes, it is. And you're like, you want to bet? So I thought it was, it was Yoda. So we bet. And I'm like, okay, look it up. And it's Spider Man when Uncle Ben's talking to, to Peter. And yep. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you're wrong. I, but I was so convinced that I was right. I know. And so if I was just ignorant and I was, you know, accepted that I could be wrong, I would have learned. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't care. Really. Yeah, I was just using that as an example, but it, it's true. If you if, and you learn more, right? And if you're really Absolutely. not sure, right, and you don't believe your source, go look it up. See what it is. We have Google for for God's sake. Yeah, you. But that doesn't mean it. come back to them and be like, "Hey, you were wrong on this." Yeah, you don't have to throw it in their face, right? Unless it was like something that could harm them. Right? Sure. If they're like, "Yo, the stock market, you got to buy this." Yeah. And and then you go look it up, and you're like, "Yo, man, you probably shouldn't buy." It. Like that's yeah, that's helping them at that point. Yeah. But if they're like, "Yo, the pen is blue," and it's red, you gotta put that I shit have, aside, man. I have no idea what the pen in blue is. Where does that come from? 
pen is blue? Yeah. Oh, I'm not telling you. Oh, okay. And the fourth one he talks about is you may be a little, like, question, like, you may question the next one. Staying positive. Yeah. Look, sometimes life sucks. It does. There's no way around it. There's no way you wake up every single day. My life is absolutely perfect where I want to be. I'm sorry. That's a fantasy land that you're living in. It is. It doesn't exist. Yep. And you have to come to the to the realization that there are days that are going to suck. There are days that are going to be boring. Shit happens every single day that you cannot predict. You can't predict if you walk out that door right now and a bear attacks you. Oh, dude, I'm beating the shit out of that bear. Okay, no. There is no way that bear okay. is surviving. No, you're not. I will. That bear had no shot, okay. dude. You all right? No shot. Real quick, we're gonna get off topic. You think you can take a bear? Absolutely. And you you think I can't take an alligator? You can't take an alligator. Why? The grip strength on an alligator's mouth? Okay, first Bro, of all, he ha- will roll you over like a. F- first of all, have you seen how big bears are? Yeah. Their, their claw is as big as you. You got to catch me first. They can run. That's not true. And they can they can climb up there. trees. Are you kidding me? I'm going out there and I'll beat the shit out of a baby cub right now. Okay, time out. <laughs> I did not say a baby cub. I said a... I will wrestle a baby cub right now. I'm not talking about a baby cub. I will beat the crap out of it. No. That's no chance. No. I'll take it inside. I'll nurture um, it. You're not beating a grizzly bear. I'm beating a grizzly bear. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I will. Are you shitting me? I'm not shitting you. I will beat a grizzly bear. Okay. And you don't think I'd be an alligator? Absolutely not. Why? Why? Yeah, why? Have you seen an alligator? Have you seen a grizzly bear? Are you kidding me? Yeah, they're soft. Now look! I'm if, if the alligator is in water, don't stand a chance. You can't. So, well, I'll, you got web toes, so... I'll give you that. In water, I don't stand a chance. Yeah? On land, I'm winning 100%. I love your confidence. Thank you. But it's true. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's got to catch me. He's got to catch me. In order to barrel roll me. All these people are like, oh, he's just going to grab you and roll. Do you know how fast the reaction time is? That's that's nice. That's nice. I'm going to jump on his back. Ha! Thumbs to the eyes. Blind. Now he can't do anything. I don't think that's the way it's going to go. Dude, they have a soft spot on the back of their head that if you push it, they did. Yeah, but dude, you think he's just going to sit still when you jump on his back? Dude, th- it's he's gonna qu- fucking, He's going to freak the hell it's out. It's quick. I'm on thumbs and eyes off. What about your you're not you're not thinking about your adrenaline. You're not thinking about my adrenaline. My adrenaline's going. I got adrenaline yeah. that was hiding in that damn closet yesterday. Yeah, do you know what adrenaline does to your body? I'm juiced up. It's your the ability to think straight is not there. I have the plan in place. It doesn't matter. It's not like I'm Why going in. Why do you think in- martial artists trained for year and years and years? But that's because they accept that adrenaline might fuck up their technique. So they have to train their body. That's nice. For There's no technique to... Yeah. That, that's a technique in itself. Picking my thumbs up and... Yeah. Yeah. No. What are you going to do? No. You're yeah. gonna, oh, shit. No. No, I'm not. That's exactly what you'll do. No way. I swear to God. Dude, my thumbs go deep in his eyes. Okay. There's no technique. Ha. Huh? Yeah. Just oh, like that. As, as hard as... As I possibly can, right into his eyes. I, dude, you're. I. I don't think you. I don't think. It, I don't know. 
It's okay. You can doubt me. Okay. That's fine. That's okay. That is a-okay with me. Okay. But let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. Then. I'm beating an alligator. I'm going to beat the shit out of a bear. Yeah. But, like we were saying, staying positive all the time is it's not... I'm positive I'll beat the bear. <laughs> okay. Whatever. But... It's it's important to 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 re- to really understand and realize that there are going to be shitty days. There may be shitty weeks, even months or even years. Yeah, it's going to happen. And the faster you come to the realization and you accept that, the faster you can get over it. I think uh, I suffer from positives uh, sometimes. Yeah, you kind of do that sometimes, but I, I don't... do it. Well, here's the thing: when I'm in a positive state of mind, I like I'm a little bit overboard on it. I do agree. I don't think you're overboard. Uh, maybe a little bit, but at the same time, when you when you come off that positivity yeah. and you kind of come back down to earth, you're you're a ghost. I am a ghost. You don't you don't show yourself to anybody. You kind of stay reserved. You don't talk to anybody. Because I I need to. That's fine. But even through those times of, like, despair, in my head I'm still going, like, like I'm still positive. But not the same positive that he's talking about. Okay. And the the positive he's talking about is, uh, examples he gives is, like, you know, your girlfriend broke up with you because she, she cheated on you. Positive would be, like, Oh, at least you know you don't have to deal with her anymore. Yeah. Or, like, uh, your kid dies from... This was brutal, but your kid dies from throat cancer. Yeah. At least you don't have to pay student loans. Yeah. Like, that's just in denial of negative. Yeah. When I'm I'm in a down state of mind or, you know, feeling depressed, I feel negative about my life and, like, I'm having negative thoughts, but I also have positive thoughts of... When this is all over, I'm gonna be a rock star. Yeah. I'm learn. I'm I'm learning a lot from this situation right now. So, I think there's a big difference between in denial, avoiding negative experiences, yeah. and then also, uh, you know, one is like see, having the light at the other tunnel. Yeah. Seeing the light at the other tunnel. Yeah, you're you're essentially denying and avoiding the problem. Yeah. That's one like, is one is like sitting in the tunnel, making a fire. Yeah. Thinking like, oh, this is the light of the tunnel. Yeah. No, no, you're just avoiding. You're exactly. avoiding this, this thing. Don't don't deny that because when you deny that problem, you're not going to grow from it. No, you're not. And usually, when you solve a problem, you you gain a little bit of happiness. Yeah. Of course. And now you're robbing yourself of that. So. Don't don't deny what's right in front of you. Also, accept that there's gonna be. You got flaws. There's flaws everywhere. There's gonna be. Uh, bad things. <laughs> okay. Sorry. There's gonna be bad things that happen. Um, and a great great example. I saw it on TikTok. I think. Here we go. Nah, it was like a motivational one, but it was okay. like. <laughs> being too positive is getting on the road, getting your car, getting on the road. And expecting that nobody else is going to drive like an idiot. Okay. Like, everyone's going to be a perfect driver. Yeah. That's not realistic. I wish it was like that. Uh, yeah, I know. Because then I would probably drive a lot more. I think, I think you got it in you. 
Oh, I know I have it in me. Being, having a positive outlook is accepting that people are going to drive like idiots. So when that person cuts you off, you don't get all <coughs> upset. God bless you. Oh, thank you. Right? Excuse me. If I'm expecting perfect driving, my expectation, if it's not there, I'm going to get frustrated. Yeah, and you're going to get upset. But if I expect negative people to be on the road, not in a negative manner. Yeah. When that person cuts me off and is like, I know your game's Dewey. Yeah. Like, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I expected it. it. And if it doesn't happen, whoo, that's great. Then, then that's a little victory for you. Right. So, have a positive mind, but don't don't be in denial. Don't avoid negative situations. Yeah. We talked about that in the beginning, about adversity. Like, it's okay to experience adversity. Oh, absolutely. It's going to happen. Yeah. There's no fighting it. It's gonna happen. Yeah. It's it's a matter of how you handle it. So he and he he wraps it up. I wrapped it up as in nail down the like a strong set of values. Yeah. Have a strong set of values. Divine. Um, oh no, no, we're not done yet. So no, not yet. We're just on, that we're section. But I wrote down nail down a strong set of values so you have something to go by. Yeah, and look. Some of the best parts in life aren't pleasant. They're not positive. You can gain some of the best memories of your life through heartache. Oh, yeah. Through, through hardships, whatever it may be. One of my favorite things to experience, but also the worst things to experience, is heartbreak. I think you have to go through it. It is one of the most motivating experiences. Yeah. Some people struggle getting out of it. But if you can, if you can go through heartache and yeah. rebuild, it's almost, it's literally like breaking yourself down and then rebuild yourself again. Yeah, you can achieve anything. And and I think you hear that a lot from our friend Mike, who's who's been on this podcast. Who's, oh yeah, absolutely. He's the perfect example because he had some girl break his heart, and he he I saw him in a not so good place. Oh yeah, like a place that I've never seen him in before. Mm. Like. I've seen him deal with his his first girlfriend, yeah. and he was bad, but he didn't he didn't under I don't think he really fully understand what was happening to him the first time. Yeah. But when it happened the second time, he's like, "Okay, I'm sad. I'm gonna I'm gonna allow myself to be sad. I'm gonna ha- allow myself to have these memories that I that I have." Yeah. But he's one that just started going full force. He's like. I can't live like this. I need to rebuild myself. I need to rebuild Mike, and that's it. And it, it's equally again. It's like it's literally both sides of the expect the spectrum. Yeah. It's when you're dealing with it, and you're going through it. It's like the hardest thing you can do. But when you're done, you're like that was the most exhilarating experience I've ever had in my entire life. Exactly. That I almost wish that I can experience it again because I know I'm going to be better next yeah. time. The the journey is better than the end goal. Yeah, it get all you you get most of your happiness from the journey until you get to the end goal. Yeah, the end goal is you're done. Yep. there's nothing else. But there really should shouldn't be an end goal. There should always be a con- that's uh, uh, it should my, be pr- like progress. My my boss calls it the can I experience, oh. the uh, constant and never ending improvement. That's beautiful. I'm gonna write down the board. The can I? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I and I remember because I've experienced some really hard, like bad heartbreaks because I yeah. got invested. 
even with Izzy, it was only like a month or so, but I was invested. But you were emotional. Yeah, exactly. I was so invested. And when things ended, I was literally laying on my bed so depressed. Yeah. And I was like, I got to do something. I got up and I just went downstairs and I worked out. I was like, I cannot sit like this. There's no, no way. I can't handle this. So I just, I, you just got it. You got to get up. Yeah. You got to do it. You have to have the goal. Because no one else is going to do it for you. You have to have that mindset of, I'm going to be the best after this. Yeah. And then he, he talked a little bit, like, defining good and bad values, which we can run through real quick. Um, some good values to have are, like, uh, socially constructive, um, immediate and controllable, real, like, dealing with reality and everything like that. Um, honesty, standing up for yourself, curiosity, innovation, uh, being vulnerable, respecting yourself and others. Charities, stuff like that, like you guys know. Just being a good, all-around good person. Yeah, and some bad are like... These are, I think these are really important because to realize these things is good, important. Uh, bad ones, you're superstitious, you're socially like deconstructive, you're not immediate, um, you're manipulative, you're the center of attention, not being alone is a big one, uh, being rich just... Just to say that you're rich yeah. instead of, like, donating it to charity, um, building a family off of it, so on and so forth. But I liked uh, – I really liked being liked by alls, by yeah. all, because I have I fall victim of that. And then I also liked dominance through manipulation. Yeah. I, I want to talk about that a little bit. The, the, the manipulation one and um, the not being alone one. Okay. Because this kind of hits home be- for both of us. Yeah. Because I'm not going to name names, but one of our friends is like this. Yeah. And we very clearly see it. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if they have a mental hold on one of our other friends. They can't, they can't see clear right in the moment. Yeah. So person B cannot see through the smoke of A. So A is putting up the smoke screen... And yep. B cannot see through it. Right. And it, it's disheartening to see because B has all this potential and, and they're just being dragged down by A through manipulation, through, through oh, I don't want to be alone. No matter what, because I know you're going to come back to me. Yeah. And for me, it hurts to see because it's like, okay, I genuinely care about this person. Why can't they see it like I see it? But that's the thing. And could- No one's ever going to see it the way I see it. No. Just like I'm never going to be able to see it the way they see it. Right. And you may, you know, you can experience things like that because I've experienced similar things where I was like, I can't see my life anyway without yeah, you. Exactly. And, uh, and it's really challenging it to is. let go of those things. It is. It's, it's, it's just like an addiction. Yeah. And I, he, and he talks about that. He says, uh, Pleasure, pleasure. Uh, ask any ad- addict yeah. how their life turns out from exactly fo- uh, chasing the pleasure. Like you're, as an addict, you're you're chasing the high. You're yeah. chasing that. Yep. You're chasing that feeling. the high. But eventually, that feeling is going to wear off. Yep. It's it's gone within twelve. I'm just going to say twelve hours. It's gone. Then what? Okay. Then you're just going to go back to normal life, and then next weekend you're going to do it again. You know what it is. 
I think because when you're in a in a relationship that just everything goes super smooth, there's no conflict. That's bad. To me, that's bad. You can't have that. You, there's no foundation. You need. To, that's how you build trust. Yeah. Is through problems and being able to communicate with each other. Yeah. If something's building bothering boundaries. You, exactly. Like, you're never gonna. You'll see relationships in movies as perfect. Well, that's the problem. People see everything as exactly. cinematic, and and that's why, like this show, this is us. Yeah. That's why I really like that show because they don't pussyfoot around stuff. No. They, they base that show off of real life stuff, like real problems that people are going through, and they don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. They're just like, this is how it is, and we, we understand this is how it is, so let us show you that yeah. and maybe help you deal with it, help you maybe solve a problem. Maybe it'll knock a screw loose or something. It, 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 hit, it does hit home because it also shows you that like you're going back to the, the last couple chapters of entitlement you're not special because your life quote unquote sucks yeah everybody's going through it yeah everyone's everyone's Everyone. life will suck at some point yeah um so those though it's really challenging to also see especially when you're blinded when somebody's dominating dominating you through manipulation yeah and and another big one is love is blinding too man it really is it makes you see things that are not there it does and it's scary because yep. it's like then you start like oh this person put three exclamation points are they into me are they not into me do they do this do they do that <laughs> like you, yeah. you see what i'm saying yeah. like you you kind of you put more emotion into say a text message than anything else like oh what did they mean by this the, do they like me do they not like me Here's a here's a here's going back to the beginning of the chapter. Here's a good question to ask yourself if you guys are dealing with this question or you're dealing with somebody that's uh, very manipulated. You you feel attached to them. You want to be with them, but they're just not having it, or they're just keeping you around for fun. Are you attached to the person or being in a healthy relationship? Let me let me reiterate that one. Are you com- are, or how are, about this? Are you are, committed to being in a healthy relationship, or are you just being attached to the person? Are you attached to the person, or are you attached to the idea of the person? Well, yes, but no. Okay, you go first. Like physically, are you attached to the physicality of me looking at you? Yeah. And saying I can't live without you, or are you are you attached to the feeling of the idea of that person? Of that person can be this. This person can be that. All they need to do is just change this one thing, and they could be a much better person for me and for themselves and everyone else. Yep. And you you sit around and you wait till that person wakes up and like, oh, I can do this, I can do this, and, they, and their life starts taking off. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, now I could be with that person. You know what's strange? Because you have the idea that they can be better, but you're also wasting your, your life away waiting for this one person. You're waiting for them to get their act together. But in the same time, you could be passing up multiple opportunities. I, I, I have two things right now. And they're both very... They're both very... Uns- could be very aggressive or unsettling. Okay. Like, you don't want to hear them. Me personally or no, just... No, just the okay. general population. Okay. Okay, so the first one was... My first statement was... Or questions were... Uh, let me reiterate it. Ask yourself... 
or change your question for just ask yourself one question okay am i committed to a healthy relationship so most of the time the answer is yes right you you want to be yeah what does a healthy relationship look like exactly healthy communication yeah right communication healthy communication yeah obviously yeah you're right. not screaming, you're not throwing punches and stuff like that. You sit down and have a conversation with someone. I think often people get too attached to people. Yeah. So when I when you're in a relationship, yes. Are you attracted to people? Absolutely. Absolutely. But if an example we were watching a show today or yesterday, they said, You're not good for me, you're like sugar. Yeah. I like you. But I shouldn't have you. But I shouldn't have you. Same thing. But if you're committed to something that has value behind it, like a healthy relationship, then you'll realize very quickly that person you're with doesn't meet the standard that you are. Exactly. So that was the first thing. Second, I think it's selfish to be attached to somebody. Yeah, I think so too. Here's why. If I'm attached to somebody in a situation where they're being very manipulative to, toward me, yeah. right? Where if I leave, they get pissed off yep. because they want me to be there the whole time because I'm, you know, exactly. because, I, yeah. because I'm scared that they're going to leave. And then I go back to them and then they treat me like shit. Selfish. Yeah. Here's why. You're not growing and they're not growing. No. You're, you're giving into them. You're allowing them to win. Essentially. You're, you're allowing both of you to be the same person. Yep. There's no growth there. You're not going to grow at all. That's why I never understood why people went back to the same person that treated them like shit I so many know. times. I don't know. I don't, like, they I'm, I'm be... going to try to line up an interview with somebody and see if I get the answer to that. Sometimes, if it, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. It, but... it could just be that they, they wholeheartedly believe in that person. But you have to have a constructive value system of your to value yourself. Yes, because if if that person is manipulating you enough to just warp your mind of you're not good enough. Yeah. You don't have any friends without I, me. I I had this conversation because I was being, and we're getting we're getting close topic. to the end. We're getting close to the end, so I don't I don't mind going a little bit off topic. Yeah, that's fine. But right now I'm I'm talking with a girl, and before. Um, before, like, I decided I was talking with her, I tried things out, and I wasn't being the, I wasn't being the guy that she should be with. Okay. And, like, I flat out told her, I was like, listen, as a friend, I was like, I don't know why you're talking to me right now. I was like, as your friend, I'm being a complete douchebag to you. Like, never in my mind would I want you to, to see you with somebody with how I'm treating you right now. Yeah. I was like, why are you doing it? And she was like, because I understand and I care and I love for you, and I love you. And I was like, N- no, <laughs> love yourself. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, wrong. Um, so I didn't like how I was treating her, so I stopped. I was like, all right, this isn't fair for her at all. Yeah. And I knew I was going through my own shit. And then I went back, and I was like, because I – one of the one of the reasons I went back was because we've had a conversation about boundaries. Never in my life did relationship 
was I was like, oh, boundaries. Yeah. It was always like, let's do whatever. So you were just a free we spirit. Just, yeah, we were just going with going with the flow. Yeah. Uh, and I think I'm more attracted to having those boundaries set into play because it might not be great in the beginning. Right? It doesn't have that lust, love, like yeah. honeymoon phase. But in the long term, I know that we're going to be a lot stronger in the end because yeah. we'll be able to have those conversations. Yeah, and you and you know each other's boundaries where you don't push them and you right. don't. Don't force them to do something. So, uh, that was just a little bit off topic. No, no, it's fine. But at the same time, it's like, I can't, I can't wrap my head around why you want to be around somebody or talk to somebody that constantly berates you and puts you down. I just, I just can't understand it. I, I don't know. Is it because the self-esteem is so gone? There could be like two sides to the story too, you know what I mean? Is it because of... The attention, any attention is helping you regardless of what is being said. If it is it negative attention, any kind of attention? I don't know. Because when when you love someone, you yeah. want their attention. You do. Well, attention in general, people I mean people's favorite word to hear is their name. Of course. So I just I don't know, man. It, I would love I would love to have an answer for you. But I I don't. And that's fine. You know, and I'm just going I may never get off, the answer. Yeah. And I'm just going off past experiences. Yeah. And but I've your never, past experiences are different than other people's. Right. So that's why I'm saying like, I don't have... You don't have the answer I don't have me. an answer. I, I... I give... I educate through past experiences. And that's just something I do. I think that's the best way to do it. Cause There's no other way, really. Because it's more believable and it's more right. realistic. Yeah, I mean, unless I'm educated in the area. Yeah. So, but guys, if you're if you're dealing with stuff like that, you you need to take time for yourself, evaluate your values, because you're valuing that person over yourself. You you're putting that person ahead of everybody else. Yeah. And you cannot do that. This this person is dehumanizing you. Yeah. They're making you into a puppet. Where whatever actions they make, you make. You can't do that. You need to prioritize your values. As Also, it sounds harsh, but I'll also learn to accept that you might be alone. Yeah. You might be alone for the rest of your life. Maybe. But the same, my, but my, you- my philosophy is every ass has a seat. <laughs> to put, per, th- look, there's eight billion people on this planet. Right. You're gonna sit there and tell me there's not one other person that's better than this person. Are you serious? Right. But and, put it in this perspective. Okay. That if you're gonna be alone for the rest of your life, who do you live with? You have to live with yourself. Yourself. So learn to be able to make yourself happy. Exactly. You have. And your, if you do your that, happiness. Starts with you. It starts and ends with you. And the second that you give that away, you give your happiness to somebody else, you lose. You're doomed. Game over. Because the second that that person leaves, they they took your happiness with them. That's it. It's over. The game is over. And now you have to start all the way down at level one again and try to build that back up. Yep. And and for some people, they, they never get over it. 
They don't. It's 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 a shitty thing to say. I can tell you, there's some exes that I'm not like 100% over with. Sure. I mean, no matter if you get the closure or not, they still had a significant impact in your life oh one way or God, another. 100%. So you can't just erase them from from your memory. And that goes back to, I can sit there and be like, I need to find the next better girlfriend, or I can sit there and be like, which I do is that person changed my life. Yeah. And I'm thankful that they were in my life. Absolutely. Because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have learned experiences or you had growth. Exactly. You wouldn't be able to grow from them. Yeah. We can go into it. We can actually go into a podcast about those. Yeah, we could do that at some point. Um, but yeah, values are all about prioritization. Get your get your values and prioritize them. Please do it. Yeah. Um, there's a couple chapters coming up that he talks about some of the deep like the deeper confrontations with with like problems and everything. Yeah, from here on out, these are just values that he wants. To, this is pretty yeah. much I think his five top values. Yeah, so it's take responsibility for yourself and everything around you. Yeah. Even if it's not your fault. That's what yes. he says. Uncertainty. Come to the, to the realization that there's there's a lot of uncertainties in this world. Yes, there is. Failure. You're going to fail at things. Yeah. It's the way of life. It's the way to grow. Rejection. You're gonna get rejected. Yeah. You, there's no way you bat a thousand. No You're way. getting rejected. And then finally, your mortality, your life, your death, everything. Just to kind of challenge and give you perspective on your values. Yeah. And he said, and he says that these values are not positive values. No. But if the, you if you look at them, taking responsibility, right? You do something bad, you gotta take responsibility for it. What's the outcome gonna be? Probably bad. The consequence. You got consequences. Yeah. But if you value that responsibility, you'll understand that there's growth behind it. Exactly. So that's that's like the I think the hidden message behind these. And if you look at failure, rejection, and death, yeah. those are not they're not positive things. No. And uncertainty is just up in the air. But but what you get out of those things is the positive. Exactly. And that's the more I mean that's I think that's really the moral. There of is the book. growth in every single one of those. And yeah. we're gonna be getting into it very soon. So I'm excited man. So am I. I think I feel like the first couple chapters are like the prelude into it yep and now this is like the meat of the sandwich that we're gonna get into yeah it does get good i remember when i first read it i was like when i was first reading i was like oh, i can't get behind this but i was like you know what i'm gonna give it a shot might as well because i was literally i was like oh, i was ready to hang it up oh, i was ready to hang it up after after chapter two i dude i'll be honest you, i was at chapter one was i was i was about to, to kick a can it <laughs> and then by the end of the book no joke i was like Holy shit, that was a good fucking book. I've read it now four times. I, th- I feel like I'll, I'll get to that point. I think you will. I think you'll start to like it. Yeah. But. All right, well, I think we've talked long enough here on chapter four. It was, it, was a, it was one of the longer chapters. We got off topic, but I mean, I think that's good. It's I mean, fine. Yeah. It's always good to be personable, I think. Mm. It's wrong. It's it's, it's in wrong. the name of the show. For and God's also, sakes. you know what? We want... We want to connect with you guys too, so it's important Absolutely. that you guys know a little bit about us here and there. Yeah, I mean, I'm I wear my heart on my sleeve, man. You ask me anything, I'll probably tell you the answer to it. That's just how I am. Oh yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna ask me? Go nothing, ahead. Nothing. Go ahead. I got nothing. Oh okay. I got nothing. You were gonna say something. You hesitated. I did. Yeah. So what were you gonna say? Do you have a high rise butt crack? I do. <laughs> no, you don't. Dude, all right. Dude, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm convinced. Okay, so quick story. We were down. We were down at my my cousin's house oh. this weekend. <laughs> it was probably, oof, 
3, 3.30 in the morning. It was late. It was late. Or early. <laughs> um, so it was, it was me, Corey, and our friend Steph were sitting at the table. We were playing Uno for two hours at least. Oh, my God. It was a good time. I was swipe. I was oh, clean house. No, you weren't. But I had to fart. So I th- thought my ass was pressed against the chair, so the fart would just condense into the chair and be fine. <laughs> Lo and behold, I was pressing hard too much. And the fart, like, if you ever had a fart, like, bubble up and roll up, like, the inside of your <laughs> your, your leg, like, the inside of your, your groin, this did the opposite. It pulled a reverse <laughs> where it bubbled and then just literally shot up my ass crack. And then once it broke the surface of my high-rise butt crack, it <laughs> it exploded. And it was a lot louder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and I was genuinely no. surprised. I've never had a, 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 a mini <laughs> fart bubble explode like that and be as loud as it was. It was it was crazy, dude. It shook the house. It, it shook the house. And dude, I'm oh proud of it, man. And, and look. That's a memory that you, you, uh, you, me, and, and our friend Steph share. Oh my! I, 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 I was laughing so hard I snorted. Dude, <laughs> dude, I was. I don't. <laughs> I needed that laugh because I was thinking to myself, like days before that, I haven't had like a really good laugh in a long time, bro. That was it. <laughs> that was it. I was. Dude, I mean, oh my. I never. I, <laughs> Your face was just like. I was genuinely shocked that it happened like that. Because I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, it's a little far, it's no big deal. It just, it rumbled the chair and it just, I felt it. And it just bubbled up and just literally light speed up my fucking ass crack. And right when it broke surface, it, it, this little bubble popped up. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I just I looked at you like I expected girthy farts out of you, yeah. but then when I looked at you, you were like I was not expecting, and then the detail was just impeccable, <laughs> I, and that was it. I lost it. I fucking lost it. Oh, it was a good time. Oh. But yes, I do have a high rise butt crack. I don't but you. um, yeah, that's it. If you want to find any of our content, yes, please Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Google Podcast. SoundCloud, iTunes, all Brotherhood of Podcasting. Just search that. We'll come up. You'll see our logo and everything. If you want to get in contact with us, the DMs are always open. Yeah, and Instagram's getting back to it. Yes, we started posting on the Instagram again. You'll see some positive stuff going up. The the Facebook is is booming as well. Um, The Twitter, uh, yeah, the Twitter at BH Podcasting is the only thing that's different. So if you just type in BH Podcasting, we'll come up. You'll see us. Um... The Twitter is a little slow at times, so I got to figure out how to go about doing that. I don't know. Maybe we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely do that. But Instagram's going back up, which is very good, which is something I'm I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be just a variety of stuff. There's going to be a bunch of Moose and Goose Raw stuff up there uh, when the new podcast goes up. Um, sports stuff, if you're into sports. Um but yeah, that's pretty much everything. Uh, I'm at dbor2730 if you want to hit me up personally. My DMs are open as well, dbor2730 on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I just retweet a lot of sports stuff, really, or funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey, if they want to look you up, uh, here we you go. You guys can find me. I mean, here we go. He's, he's got to look it up, guys. It's because I don't use my social media, so 
I'm not so that d- so do you want them to just talk to you through Instagram? Yeah, if you guys want to hit me up, just just hit me through through one of the uh, the areas of communication via Brotherhood Podcasting. Per- preferably, we want Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, just hit hit us up, and if you're looking to talk to someone specific, just shout us out. Yeah, um, yo Goose, you know I had a question for you about this, or yo Moose. Yeah, I got a high rise butt crack too. Hey, yo, Where now's our time to rise up. <laughs> the butt crack ranks. Let's go, baby. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we do appreciate you guys. We're happy that we're we're getting through this book and we're back on a good 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 track here. So, yeah. um, if you guys like, we said, if you need anything, just let us know. We can try everything in our power to help you. Yeah. But um, we're here for you. Yeah. Uh, this this pandemic's probably gonna come back a little bit harder. Yeah, so, we'll, probably have a, we'll probably have a lockdown another time, but yeah. <laughs> I think we'll, we'll figure it out for you guys. Yeah, just no matter. P- push through it. You know, you, you got each other. Stay raw, guys. Yeah, stay raw. Stay raw. I mean, do they want to stay raw, though? Dude, if it's not authentic, is it real? True. But what if your butthole is raw, though? All right, that's different. We're not talking about buttholes here. We, But we were talking about but cracks. That's right. All right, well, we'll end it there. All right, guys, stay raw. <laughs> yeah, 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 stay raw. Okay. Bye, I love you. Thank you. We appreciate you. Bye, bye. All right, stay well. No.